Okay, thank you for joining us today, everybody. We are coming to you uh, on our launch podcast for Suicide Stop It New Mexico. Excited to, to bring this opportunity to you all in New Mexico and hopefully um, to the region and, and maybe even further beyond. But uh, first of all, I'm Rocky. I'll, I'll be your host on, on this podcast. And um, those of you that uh, choose to stay with us, if you feel like this is going to provide you some information and just a place to feel safe and listen to stories, listen to people sharing their experiences uh, around suicide. And when I say around suicide, I mean um, having thoughts of, of suicide, maybe even going as far as making a plan. Um, maybe even you've made an attempt and and um, and you've decided not to move forward with that. And we're very happy that you're here and that you're with us. And we hope that this podcast encourages you to really embrace some um, hope and, and the fact that people do face mental health challenges, but we can get through them. And together, we're here to support each other in that effort. Um, I'm really happy to you have um, here with us two folks that um, I can't say enough. And um, um, as you know, and you can tell, I'm, I'm the face that is usually more appropriate for radio, right? And not on video. But these two young ladies obviously have a face for, for TV and could be, could be movie stars. So we're very blessed to have them not just in front of the camera with us today, but as part of our team. So I'm going to start and just kind of let you guys know we want to start by thanking our partners. First of all, before I introduce our team members, we're very thankful, thankful for the Office of Injury Prevention through the New Mexico Department of Health. They recently awarded us some funding based on a proposal we submitted to really leverage multimedia strategies to spread prevention around suicide. And um, you know, through that, we partnered, my small business partnered with, uh, uh, with Clarity Multimedia and our small business, J.R. Romero and Associates, um, which is a company that does consulting and program evaluation around behavioral health issues, as well as specialized training. Not only that, I think more importantly, as you guys will hear on future podcasts, we have a connection to this work a little more deeply. Um, or a lot more deeply <laughs> in reality. You know, we've been impacted by suicide directly, um, and you'll hear more of our stories as we get into this. But without further ado, I want to really get into having you guys really in get introduced to our team members as we launch May Mental Health Month. Today is May 1st. Many of you may be aware if your providers are doing this work in the community, it's a very important time for bringing awareness shining a light in the darkness around mental health stigma, mental health issues, and really bringing the issues into the light so that we can address them. If people are hiding their issues, how do we know how to address those and how to help people? And we gotta give keep people the confidence and the platforms to be able to share that. So I'm gonna go to our, to our guests. Um, Clarity Multimedia, I can't say enough about Bree and, and just the work uh, that she brings to the table, wealth of knowledge. You know, this young lady is, is self-employed, started her business a few years ago and, and has just kind of blossomed into um, the person, not only that you see in front of us, but also the business uh, goals and aspirations that she has and her husband have are very, I think, commendable in terms of young people getting involved and not only in this work, 
but using their social influence and their circle of influence to also impact people and bring attention to these issues that we're trying to trying to leverage. Um, and that's just talking about her business skills. I, I can't get into her 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 attributes as a person and and you know you'll see that throughout this podcast and throughout our work together i'm 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 um, i'm positive of that um so i'll let brie kind of get into her introduction uh through clarity multimedia brie go ahead and take it over and uh, give us a little bit of introduction and then we'll swing back around and ask you to give us an overview of kind of the strategies we're going to use moving forward awesome sounds good thank you guys so much first of all for including me on this really important project. Um, my name is Brianna Garcia Alderete, but I go by Brie. Um, I'm born in, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, New Mexico, but I currently reside in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I obtained my Bachelor's of Fine Arts from New Mexico Highlands University in 2014. Um, I started Clarity Multimedia in 2019, and my small business offers social media, internet marketing, uh, media services in terms of photography, videography, and graphic design, and website design as well. Um, the reason I was drawn to this project is I myself have mental health challenges. Um, in September of 2019, I got really, really sick, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and turns out I had a lot of anxiety um, and it was causing physical symptoms. So I was diagnosed with um, general anxiety disorder and panic disorder. Um, I spent probably over six months um, locked inside my house. I couldn't leave. Um, just kind of going over like the door, trying to get to my car would send me in a panic. And um, it was really scary because I had never experienced anything like that in my life. And my family, we've never really talked about mental health. Like, I mean, we've talked about, you know, a little anxiety here and there, but um, not to the point where it would give me physical symptoms and me, it made me really sick. Um, I lost a lot of weight in a small amount of time because I wasn't able to eat. Um, like I said, I wasn't able to go anywhere. I couldn't get on social media. I couldn't really talk to people. I would spend days just alone in my room crying because I couldn't understand why I was just experiencing what I was experiencing. And it was hard because nobody that was in my life had ever experienced that. So they also didn't know how to help me. Um, but with, you know, help from doctors, therapists, now family and friends are aware of, um, you know, what I was going through and they've been a big help too, but I've never really fully recovered. Um, mental health is definitely a journey. Um, but I have made a lot of progress, um, you know, with that work that I've done. Um, but this, this project is really special to me because when I was experiencing those challenges, um, being in my room so much cause it's kind of weird. You get anxiety, but you also get depression from being so anxious. Um, so I spent a lot of times depressed in my room, just kind of in the dark and, it did send me in um, some pretty dark mental mental spaces at times where I really wasn't, um, I really didn't have like, I guess the bravery you could say to wanna unalive myself, but it got so dark at times that I really didn't mind if like I got in a car accident that day and that's just how I went out that day. Um, because of how bad I was feeling, I just felt like there was no hope. Um, and I felt like I was just so not normal. And I was the only one that like was feeling this way. And 
I felt a lot of times like, what's wrong with me? Why am I, why am I not normal? Why, why can't I do normal, normal people things? Um, so this, this project really does hold a, a dear place in my heart. And I thank you guys so much for having me um, be a part of this. And I feel like the conversation is not had enough around mental health challenges and suicidal um, thoughts and suicidal awareness and, you know, resources and prevention. So I hope that with this project, people really understand that they're not alone and there really is help for you. And, you know, every there's people out there that are willing to help you. You just, you know, have to reach out and ask for the help. So. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't share a better start to this story, right. Of, of the people that are a part of this and um, definitely <clears throat> your honesty and openness Bree, to share that. And, and, that's part of what we want this podcast to be moving forward is something that is real and raw, but also stays within respectful boundaries of our, of our culture and our elders. And, and, you know, um, so I really appreciate you sharing that and, and being open to, to, to being um, a real person in front of our, our cameras. And that's something we really cherish. Thank you so much. How about you, Fran? Want to, want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Dr. Romero, for the introduction. My name is Fran Martinez Romero, and I am the Chief Financial Officer for J.R. Romero and Associates. And in full transparency, I'm Rocky's wife. Um, and Bree, just I thank you so much. Dr. Romero, I promise. Folks. <laughs> um, and Bree, thank you for sharing that. I think we've talked a little bit about some of the challenges. I didn't realize it was that severe. And just I admire your bravery and courage for, for sharing um, why is this near and dear to my heart? Um, you know, as Dr. Romero mentioned earlier, this this happened to us. It happened in our family. And I think more than anything, I want I want everyone to know it can happen in any family. It can happen to anybody. And I know that because it happened to ours. And I think it was something we never thought that we would be that we would deal with as a family. Um, you know, we had to see our children suffer the loss of a suicide, which was their biological father. And um, while, you know, he was we were divorced and, you know, you, you know, the crazy dynamics between divorced families. And while the relationship wasn't perfect, it was very hurtful. I, I remember being distraught. I remember, you know, Rocky being distraught. We cried and we hugged and it was so confusing and, you know, guilt kicks in and all these different feelings kick in. And more than anything, we had to see our children suffer that, you know, you spend your whole life as a parent trying to protect your children. You you hold them and you protect them. And that was the one thing in the world that I could not protect them from. And it was, it was hard. Um, you know, they expressed the loss in many ways um, by, you know, using uh, drugs and alcohol, um, substance use, substance misuse that led to addiction, um, depression, guilt, feelings of guilt, feelings of confusion, feelings of fear and many other risky behaviors. Um, I think through this project, preventing just one suicide, one family from going through the pain that we went through would be worth all the time and effort that we're putting into this. So uh, thank you, Dr. Romero, for that introduction. And thank you again, Bree, for, for sharing and um, your, your story with us. And we're so, we're so happy to have you as a partner with, with us on this journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, friend. Um, you know, again, 
these these sort of raw and emotional podcasts we want to remind folks may may bring up triggers for you all right and we want to continue to remind you that we'll we'll continue to have trigger warnings and we'll 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 specify when we're going to uh, get into some sensitive content but at the same time we also want to be very clear on what our strategies are and what we're doing as a prevention program um, I, in, as Fran said, in, in full transparency, I'm a licensed clinician for, I think this will be my 23rd year. And, um, you know, I am definitely here to be a facilitator and conduit to connect people to resources. But in the event that you're feeling triggered or you hear our stories and it brings up maybe some issues for you, always mm -hmm. remember 911 is the, the number to call for medical emergencies. Um, and medical emergencies, as, as Brie mentioned, right, sometimes that can mask physical symptoms like a heart attack, like even feeling as though you're having a stroke. Sometimes when people have really, and this happens a lot to, to police officers or people who are involved in violent type of, of activities, sometimes the adrenaline dump from those sort of situations create a numbness in your in your arm and in, in your um, body that can also mimic uh, strokes and other things, right? So don't ever hesitate to call 911. Our state will figure out a way how to pay for it if you can't do it, right? And if, if you need to reach out and leverage some of us for those that those supports, I'm sure we can help you know connect you. The other emergency number that we want to point out that's new over the last year or so, maybe a little longer, is 988 for mental health crisis. So please don't hesitate to call those numbers. They will connect you to counselors who are ready to take calls. Uh, you can also, once you get connected, do it through text if you feel more comfortable. In New Mexico, NMCAL is also a, a program that you can reach out to. So real, real quickly, what I want to do now and just kind of keep us on, on track is, um, as I mentioned, we are not a mental health provider in the sense that we're, we're not providing direct care treatment to people. What we're doing is taking this um, approach upstream. Right, meaning that we're going to the prevention strategies to to try to help figure out. You look at a river, and you're you're looking at that river, and all the fish are dying coming down the river. Um, you don't start to jump in necessarily and 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 go downstream figuring that out, but you go upstream. What's happening upstream to kill the fish in the first place, right? So that's kind of the strategies we're hoping to implement here is going upstream to talk about stigma, to talk about the infusion in our approach of love and compassion in dealing with people with mental health challenges and other people with mental health disorders and or addiction and substance use, substance misuse. We also wanna bring your attention to the fact that um, we are also an opportunity, I think to, as Brie mentioned, you know, Latino families, and I think each of us can kind of echo what Brie mentioned. We don't talk about mental health, man. We 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 tend to hide it. We hide our dirty laundry, right? Mm -hmm. um, we 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 pretend to put people in positions where we say that we're here for you, but then when they tell us, "Mom, I'm feeling suicidal. I'm gonna be here anymore." No, stop it. Don't think that way. You're not gonna do it. You, we know you're not. Right. Take people seriously when they come to you and trust in you that they're feeling suicidal. And we're going to continue to, to plug these kind of pay attention moments. Right. As we kind of go through our, our, our time today. With that said, I want to have um, our, our chief financial officer and strategist, but also my wife and partner, 
um, that I know <laughs> this work brings certain levels of stress and frustrations in many different ways that sometimes we're not even aware of. And through this time together since 2012, since we experienced the loss of a suicide and our kiddos more specifically dealt with that, we've had to also deal with our own internal relationship and, and figuring out how to, how to maneuver through that grief and through that trauma and through that loss. And that grief is complicated, man. It's, it's at one point you can feel like you have it licked, like, man, I'm good. I'm on the other side of this. And, and then it creeps it's, and pops its ugly head back up again. And you're crying in the room and you're upset and your partner has no idea what's going on potentially because maybe you haven't expressed that. Or as a couple, we haven't figured out ways to communicate. Hey, you know, today I'm feeling upset. We're, we're going through a lot. Things are going on. So I want you to know that there's strategies out there that we're going to share with you, even in your relationships, hopefully, mm -hmm. that help you get to a place where you can hopefully be more honest and open and saying, you know what, today I'm having a bad day. I just need a few minutes. Can you just give me some time? Or I really just need a hug. I need you to hold me. I need you to provide some, some love and support to me. Before we get to kind of all that good stuff, though, I want to make sure we allow Fran to jump into this and share our specific strategies, what we got funded to do, and how, man, I can't tell you, these folks are rock stars, jumped into action, <laughs> jumped into action when we got this funding, and having a two-month turnaround in order to jump into uh, planning, development, implementation, and now we're hopefully looking at expanding funding to next year already in, within a two-month period. So, Fran, take it away. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I think we, we, we heard about this uh, funding opportunity probably in, what, late December, mid-December, and quickly put our heads together, reached out to Bree and said, hey, are you guys interested in doing this? And quickly wrote a grant application, a proposal um, in partnership with Clarity Multimedia, submitted the proposal, what, late December, and heard of our award in April of 2023. So last month, and he's right, I think we just jumped into action. We were, I'll be honest, in full transparency, state of New Mexico. We were planning this well before we were, you know, but right before we got our award, we're like, we can do this. We were planning, just, you know, thinking and brainstorming on things we knew we could do, things we wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, we just jumped into action. And I think um, some of our, our objectives are, you know, we had three main objectives. One of those was to develop and implement a robust marketing campaign through social media and radio advertisements. Um, our intention behind that was to target different demographics and populations. So we knew Brie uh, would be able to handle the, the youth, the younger folks, the adolescents through social media platforms and radio. You know, a lot of our elders still listen to radio. So being able to target those populations as well. Um, our second uh, objective was to coordinate and plan a suicide prevention summit. Uh, at that summit, we plan to train and educate, uh, release data, disseminate information, disseminate giveaway items and promotional items. And, you know, repetition is key. So if we give away a pen and people are constantly seeing suicide, stop it, maybe that will help uh, impact somebody who's who's suffering or struggling. And three, uh, training our community members in suicide prevention strategies so they can be equipped um, when they're out in the community. You know, how often, how many times do you 
pass by, pass the street, and I've, I've seen people just sitting on the curb, and I'm like, you know, are they okay? And just being able to have those strategies and understand how to approach and approach safely, right? We live in a time where can't just stop and, and communicate with anybody anymore, but being able to, you know, maybe pull over and call 911 so they can help. Um, so just identifying some of those strategies. And I think more than anything, some of the goals intended through these objectives were one for me is to bring awareness of suicide and the impact it has on those left behind. We're the ones left behind and we know, as Dr. Romero mentioned, you deal with grief and you deal with it forever. Um, all these different feelings of confusion. What happened? Why did this happen? And guilt, you know, should, could I have been nicer? Should I have said different things? Should I have reached out? And you have all these different feelings. Um, two, to reduce the shame associated with suicide. You know, us in our Latino families, it's like, don't talk about it. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that that's what happened. Well, it happened. And, you know, I want people to be aware so that maybe it'll help another family learn how to cope and be aware of what to look for. Uh, promote help-seeking behaviors. I think Bree mentioned just a little bit ago, I was dealing with all of this and I didn't know how to ask for help. So showing um, people that it's okay to ask for help. If you're feeling a certain way, it is okay to ask for help. Um, let's see, number four was promote a shift in language that is sensitive and not hurtful. Uh, I think still you turn on the news and you hear them talking about them, you know, somebody that that took, died by suicide and they still use the language, even on the news, news anchors using the word commit. And it just sounds, um, it, it's hurtful. It's it's hurtful to families. And I think just making people aware that we, we definitely need to shift that language. And of course, educate our community on what to look for and how to help others. Um, through help and hope, giving hope to those individuals that are struggling. So um, once again, as Dr. Romero mentioned, once we heard of the award, we got to work, um, started planning, and I think we've made some great progress so far. So I, we've made great progress in the, what, two weeks that we heard of our award, and I'm really looking forward to see what we're going to do by the end of this term. So all right. Thank you, Fran. I also want to just, if you don't mind, I want to just ask a follow-up question. And I'm sorry I didn't I didn't prep you for this one, but I think it's just important to 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 really reiterate to folks that you know applying for some of these small grants helps launch these sort of initiatives, right? Or when you're in a position maybe as a larger business and you know you you don't feel like you want to waste your time on some of these small little grants because they I, I get it. You know, Fran and I understand that some of these grants sometimes are a little bit more work than than, than um, you put into them. But um, you know, Fran has great ideas in terms of using those one-time monies for prevention strategies, for media, for PSAs, for, you know, whatever you can do. So do you mind just sharing a little bit about that, about being strategic with your funding, but also then again, and I know Bree's going to touch a little bit about this, but even the use through not only proposals, but our outcome data of these metrics, right, to show the reach of the suicide prevention planning that it's not just, okay, we're sharing it on Facebook with, you know, for me, I'll just be honest, the 10 people that follow me, right, that's, <laughs> that's not a big influence, that's not a big stretch, but man, I, I wish our, our daughter would be here, Shanti, I'm going to talk more about that here in a minute, I know Bree's going to introduce that part of it, but these other influencers that we're leveraging as part of this strategy, 
really is the meat and potatoes of this, right? It's us strategically as a team with Bree's input, Julio's input, her husband, and, and, you know, Fran, us leveraging other social media influencers to say, hey, can we promote your work? Or would you mind spreading this? And, and as you all know, those hashtags, right? Or uh, the people from my generation, hash brown, right? That we, we get those two mixed up. Um, sometimes we have to be reminded. So Fran, can you just touch on that a little bit? And then I know Bree, with her expertise, will follow up with that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I wear another hat. I haven't worked for J.R. Romero. Well, I have worked for J.R. Romero and Associates the entire time that he opened the business. But at the same time, I'm a government employee. I put in my time. I'm going to be working for Bernalillo County 20 years, May 29th, 2023. Uh, who's counting? <laughs> I am. Um, and so during that term, I, I've been a financial administrator and we live on grants. So always being strategic, as Dr. Romero mentioned, on what kind of funding you have and what to utilize it for. So Dr. Romero's right. You know, anytime you receive any one-time funding, you got to be strategic on how you're going to use it because it's not recurring. And, uh, you know, those promotional items, again, repetition is key. If somebody sees that magnet on the refrigerator every single day and they're feeling sad every single day and it says please call this number that maybe they will call the number eventually at some point um you know keychains buying buying all these little gadgets and gadgets i know a lot of people say ah it's a waste of money well it isn't because again repetition is key and wanting to get that message out however you can because it just may turn up on someone's hand or on someone's you know visual at the right time um, and of course, marketing is always a good um, a good investment when you're dealing with one-time dollars because it's not a recurring program that you're going to have to cut the program off. It's uh, getting that those messages out into the community. And, and the same thing serves. It's repetition is key. If you're seeing that commercial over and over, you're hearing it on the radio over and over, that somebody may say, hey, I keep hearing about that. Let me see what it is and let me make a phone call and see. Uh, what they can do to help me. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, sure does. And, you know, part of what I, I it leads us to, to Brie and her, her excellent work. And, and again, I to I for the details, right. And, and, you know, through that I for the details and obviously through, through her ability to look through a, the camera lens and create the photos that she does. And if you all haven't seen her work, check out Claire, Claire, Clarity Multimedia and, and check out the work that she does on that land, on that end as well. But with that said, um, we're lucky enough to have found her in a perfect time where we could get some of her time to, to leverage this work. And with that, it means that we leverage a whole other demographic, right? We leverage not only that, but we also utilize the skills that people bring to our, to our, to our communities. Um, I, I get very frustrated and I don't want to get on my soapbox, but too often for key positions in the state and to, to do the work that we can do in our state, we seek outsiders to come in and, and to serve New Mexicans. Yet we don't look at the talent that we have right in front of us and use that and leverage that. J.R. Romero and Associates has a commitment to doing that, to helping smaller businesses get, get, get their feet on the ground, get a few little contracts. Bree, I, I can't say enough is excellent in terms of just helping support my small business through my weird and crazy ideas at one or two in the morning. Hey, Bree, can you create this poster for me? But I'm sorry, I need it by tomorrow at 5 p.m. And she's like, <laughs> no problem, I'll jump on it. Like to me, that's the type of work ethic commitment 
that this sort of suicide prevention strategy implementation also needs, right? We can't give up on our people. We can't give up on our on our on our gente, and and we have to bring that into into play with this. So, Bree, take it away. Share us. Share with us all your magic that you do, and and have been the creative side of this. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you again. Um, but yeah, in terms of our marketing strategy, um, I we're taking more of a digital approach um, rather than the traditional approach that people are kind of used to maybe getting like a pamphlet in the mail or like seeing, you know, billboards or things like that. Um, and the reason we're taking more of a digital approach is just because that's kind of where majority of, I guess, the world is spending their time nowadays is on their phones, their computers their iPads, all that good stuff. Um, so when, um, you know, I was approached with this project, I took it from a standpoint of how I guess I um, serve my social media clients. Um, we come up with a marketing strategy, we come up with branding, a website, um, and we, we create that consistency for their brand. So that way it's, um, you know, memorable, it's also distinguishable for our audience in terms of having those local variations, colors, um, you know, color palettes, typography, different different graphics, things like that. Um, because like Fran mentioned, that repetition is what's going to help us create that brand. But it's also going to be um, what sticks out in people's minds, right? When they see the colors, when they see the type, the Zia, um, you know, they're going to refer back to that suicide stop at New Mexico logo and and either go on Google, Google it, go to our website, go to our social media, things like that. Um, also with creating branding as well, it does, um, you know, create some credibility for our audience as well. Um, that consistency, it just shows that we're serious. Um, we took the time to create a strategy um, rather than just kind of throwing content out there um, without meaning. We wanted to really have meaning um, with what we're putting out for our different audiences. So, you know, elderly versus the youth um, and the different, you know, age groups as well. Um, so that was the first thing we did was we branded the project. We decided on the colors we wanted, the typography. Um, and then from there, we decided we were going to create social media posts. So we made a Facebook and Instagram page. Um, we're, we're having our website too, with all our resources, um, all our links to different, um, you know, just different resources for people in terms of suicide prevention and suicide awareness. Um, and then in addition to that, we're also going to be creating videos and reels for our social media um, and for our suicide summit as well. Um, those reels and videos are going to consist of storylines, um, whether it be someone's personal story and how they've dealt with, um, you know, a suicide in their family or different mental health challenges that they have faced. And then, um, in terms of the videos and the um, radio marketing as well, we're going to have audio for um, just kind of like a, I guess you could say a skit of everyday scenarios, right, that are targeted to our elderly people and our young people and what they deal with on a daily basis. Um, you know, our young people deal with bullying on social media, which then leads to those suicidal thoughts or different things like that. And elderly too, you know, I think sometimes we forget about our elderly people and I think we, there's a, a weird, I guess, stigma, you could say that um, mental health, you know, the kids, the phones, but I think we forget that elderly people also do experience mental health challenges too. And I think a lot of times they're just scared to come forward or ask for help. Um, maybe they feel like a burden to their family, um, you know, different things like that. So our videos are going to 
um, target that audience and just really let people know like, hey, you know, everybody could experience mental health challenges and it's okay to ask for help. Um, so yeah, we just decided to take a more non-traditional route with our marketing. Um, and then we're also going to gather analytics as well, just to see kind of where we need to lean in terms of our content that we're putting out um, for our specific target audience. Yeah, amazing, great, amazing great, stuff. Great job, Bree. She talks about we, like if we're doing it, Bree, you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all doing it. <laughs> That's definitely, that's definitely true. I think, uh, you know, I, I, man, and just, it, it's, it's, to me, it feels like a crash course in, 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 in marketing and, and strategizing, right. Which is amazing because like I said, we brought in um, our daughter and her, and her boyfriend, Shante Ortega, Brian Kellum, they'll be joining us as well. And they'll be playing um, in different roles, not only supporting our suicide prevention summit, but also, um, playing some roles in terms of developing reels and also developing some of our, our uh, marketing expansion, right? Or growth of our, of our brand real quickly, since we have a little bit of time, I wanted to just touch space a little bit on kind of how we came up with the suicide stop it and the meaning behind the, the, the um, logo and like, Bree said, our branding and now, as you all know, tagging of people within this message, tagging and um, uh, other programs, resources, um, really making this an opportunity to, to grow this exponentially in a very, very short time frame, right? Very much like I, you know, one of the contracts that I that I hold, and I'm very thankful to Nelba and I and the program we started, Ayudantes, that has similar strategies, but more, as Bree mentioned, on a conventional level, right? Those strategies are more printing flyers, getting people outreach door to door, because we're targeting people that were impacted by the disasters of northern New Mexico. And I can't, I'd be remiss, and you guys know this, and we'd probably hear it from our familia up north if we didn't mention um, the fact that, that we do have family up north who are impacted by the disasters, wildfires, floods. So we ask you to keep them in their prayers and in your prayers as we get into the flood season and into, into the fire season. Um, I shared a couple of, of diagrams, or not diagrams, uh, I guess illustrations or pictures in the in the chat. One, I just wanted to cover real quickly with you all, right? Like Fran mentioned, sometimes when we um, don't understand disasters, we feel like we're, we should be someplace uh, at a space of healing where we may not, uh, may not necessarily be. So one of the things that we take from FEMA, they, they have some pretty good information around this stuff. Right, is that this typically if you enter this disaster from here on the left side, pre disaster, maybe we get the warning, maybe it's the threat, lightning in the area. Um, and in this case, obviously, a prescribed fire was set. Right, so without taking a lot of time on the disaster stuff, my point in sharing this is we also have to stay close to our, our, our New Mexican community members right now through these disasters. People have a tendency to lose hope and to get sad and to get depressed and maybe not understand where, why they're getting depressed, but experiencing a disaster can create that. So after the disaster, the impact hits, we get, uh, you know, heroes step up, people, natural helpers plug in and help people. We have a honeymoon phase where everybody is helping and there's donations and everybody is coming together. And then we start to take this dark, 
really dive down right here uh, after honeymoon and disillusionment. And this is the triggering events that we just went through and we're going through right now, April, right? And people start to maybe feel better, but then they have anniversary reactions <laughs> and they have to go through that all over again, right? The memories, trauma echoes that we're going to somewhat touch on. So I just want you to know that all along here, this is working through grief in different ways. There are setbacks. Now we start the reconstruction part of this, right? FEMA is now funding the, the programs in some ways. But this one is the one that I really wanted to share with you all. Because this one is one that typically is more of a response that a lot of people experience. And give me one second to pull this one up. But this has been, and I know my wife as well, this has kind of been our experience with grief in different situations, and it may be yours, right? That this red line is you kind of all over the place. And of course, this is a little exaggerated, right, and, and in many ways, but it, it may not be for some people that just don't feel like they have a handle on stuff, on life, on the situation, right? As a male, I've heard a lot of people reaching out, and I'm very thankful to our males out there that are reaching out to our crisis lines. I hope that you use this website and Suicide Stop It as a resource to continue to reach out because machismo is a real thing. It's alive and well, and sometimes it keeps us from, from reaching out. Um, other things that create cultural barriers and protective factors that sometimes we don't see have a dual-edged sword is religion and spirituality, right? Sometimes our religion tells us, especially if you're part of a structured religion, tells us that taking our life by suicide is a sin or we may end up in hell if we take our life by suicide. And those thoughts are pervasive as a young child, as a teen who's maybe experiencing hell, even as a young adult, as an adult thinking, man, if I do this, am I really going to hell? If you're a Catholic or a Christian or you believe in that side of the, the, the fence, right? So just understand that our belief systems contribute to our response to grief very often. Um, with that said, I want to also real briefly talk about suicide semi-core, or let me step back, sorry, I, I, I have a tendency to do this, hashtag suicide semicolon stop it, because the hashtag, first of all, for us, is we're spreading this sucker like wildfire, We and no pun intended, sorry about that reference, but we're spreading this, right, we're spreading it, we're, we're, we're just like the wire fire spread in northern New Mexico, we can spread a message of healing and hope, right, we can spread a message of resiliency, and I think that's the, the message that we want to bring to you all today. So the hashtag um, really is a reference to we're spreading this not only in our community, in our state, but regionally and nationally. I, can, I can't tell you enough how grateful and blessed I feel that in our first three weeks of, of uh, launching this, we already have, I think it is, the count is like three national conferences at this point that we're invited to to present this. We also have one local conference next month, May, or this month, May 1st, May 16th at, at New Mexico Highlands Sub Ballroom. We'll share in our, in our message once we clean this podcast up and get it out to you all. We'll share that with you all. There's, I think, limited space left. I think we're down to like 20, 25 um, um, slots available left. So our suicide stop it slogan, the suicide part, Suicide is preventable. 
first of all, let's say that as we kind of label this suicide word in our, in our slogan here. Suicide is preventable. I'll say it again. Is it complex and is it dynamic and changing? Absolutely is. But it's preventable. The other part of suicide in this kind of initial launch that we want you to know that suicide is the 12th leading cause of death in this country. Think about all the other ways that people die <laughs> and, and suicide is 12th. And, and I think that that's moved, uh, that's moved down a few slots. Um, but in New Mexico, that's a whole other thing. In many respects, we're still at the top five uh, people or states, I should say, per capita that is leading the nation in suicides. And what's sad, like Fran mentioned and Bree, is that our elders, mm -hmm. our elders, and many times it looks much different than it does in an adolescent experience with suicide. Many times our elders stop eating. They'll stop drinking. They'll stop taking their medications. They'll send messages like Bree mentioned. Uh, I don't want to be a burden on my family. I don't want to. I don't want to have them. Uh, I don't want them to to feel like I'm dependent on them. Right? Our people are very brave and, and independent people. Even till they're 93, 94 years old, they don't want anybody doing anything for them. Right? And for me, it's so sad. And don't get me wrong. It's just as sad to hear about a young person or an adult taking their life by suicide. There's no easy way to say that. But an elder, to me, it just hits another level of emotion. Um, and I promised uh, that this uh, podcast is going to be raw. So you're going to see tears. You're going to see laughter. You're going to see uh, moments of joy through this movement. And, and that's the reality. And, and that's the realness of, of what we're trying to, to bring to you. So an additional in terms of the suicide part of our slogan, um, we also want you to know that adverse childhood experiences increases the likelihood of suicidality. What, are, what do we mean by adverse childhood experiences or ACEs? We mean that when our kids are exposed to their mom or dad drinking or using drugs in front of them, getting in fights, conflicts, domestic violence, which I'll share with you during my uh, time of sharing my testimony more in depth. And those are some of the experiences I had as a young kid at a as 15 year old having to fight grown men so they wouldn't beat on my sister and not realizing how that impacted not only me, but my sisters, obviously, right? And our families. So suicide can, can, it be increased significantly, significantly by adverse childhood experiences, having our young kiddos exposed to, to this trauma, right? Let's protect them. Like Fran said, you know, there's these different movements around the suicide prevention. See something, say something is a recent one. If you see a young child being abused, neglected, running in the streets, make that call. You can make an anonymous call, folks. And I know our CYFD system is overburdened, but you never want to err on the side of caution. Don't allow that kid to grow up in a traumatizing experience and then down the road take their life by suicide or use drugs to cope with, with feeling like they were abandoned or, or let go. The semicolon, man, this one I can't tell, tell you enough. This is something we've kind of researched and really we've thought long and hard about this. And please visit, visit our website, 
uh, Facebook page, and you can see Bree's excellent work in putting this these messaging uh, elements together. But the semicolon, according to kind of the use through grammar and normal like grammar usage, is that the author's story isn't over, right? And what, what we say and mean by that is even after a suicide, the author of that suicide, their story is not over. It impacts families. It impacts communities. It impacts our state because we lose you as a potential gem and resource and diamond in the rough. We lose your human capital and cultural capital that you bring to our state. The semicolon also means that after a suicide, we can also choose another story. We can choose to change generational trauma, not pass it on to our kids and to young people. And I'm very proud of my, my kiddos. They're trying their hardest to do that, to change that narrative, right? And you're going to hear more from them. Dante, Shante, Devin, hopefully Devin and Dante will get involved in this down the road when they're ready. And, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to welcome them into this the best that we can and support them in that. But with that said, the semicolon also means that there's recovery after a suicide that's possible, mm -hmm. right? That people can get better, that people can recover. Recovery is possible, folks. Recovery from a mental health challenge, from a substance misuse or substance use disorder is possible, but you got to want it. <laughs> you got to work hard for it. You got to grind, right? Some of those challenges are the biggest battles you'll ever battle in your life. And on the podcast that you'll see the second part to this that I recorded late last night. So we're going to kind of do it in reverse, but we want to, we want to introduce you to some other topics that I got a little bit more deep in last night that are really going to, I think, help us to start that conversation around what's around recovery. How do we get better from this stuff? And then the dash it, you put those together, suicide, um, you know, stop it. The stop it means that we have to stop it at all levels. Our elders committing or take, sorry, to taking their life by suicide. We also have to stop LGBTQ plus community from being discriminated against and getting ostracized and getting um, treated very poorly in our communities and even killed in our communities because they are gay, bisexual, transgender. And them taking their life because of that bullying and because of that violence that they experience. Stop it also means to stop the stigma, to stop the fact that we can't talk about this and our families are shy and they're, they're uncomfortable. Well, Bree did an excellent job in, in sketching out some of these scenarios. You know, Fran and I have contributed and given some ideas, but they're the masterminds putting these together. And I think they're going to really bring some situational awareness to times where you may have an opportunity to intervene with a family member. You may have a time where you say, Grandma, you look a little sad tonight. Are you okay? Are you doing all right? Hey, it just so happens I came across this suicide stop it website. Can I sit with you and share a little bit more about it? Or as a matter of fact, Grandma, can I tag you on Facebook because we're friends? <laughs> right? Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. And it spreads that way too. Because we know our gramitas are on Facebook, man. They're 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 digitally inclined, bro. <laughs> they're they're with it, yo. Know? So we gotta we gotta build on that, leverage that, right? The last thing that I want to say is that as a community and as a family and as this larger team of Suicide Stop It, 
Clarity Media Production, Multimedia Production, us as, as, as J.R. Romero and Associates, um, we can stop it together. If we work together and we put our efforts and we bring our funding and our expertise together, we can stop suicide and we can leverage this in our state. And it's evident by the fact that the Suicide Prevention Coalition, again, thank you to the Office of Injury Prevention for allowing us to, to bring and throw these crazy ideas at you for leveraging these sort of approaches. Um, but I, I, I definitely feel like we also deserve a pat on the back for saying yes to the funds and we're going to turn this around for you and we're going to do something with it, right? That's meaningful and that's hopefully going to create some, some broader partnerships. So the last uh, 10 or so minutes, I want to give our, our partners one more opportunity. So I'm going to this time go to Fran first and then Bree will let you kind of bring up the, the, the last comments here before I once again thank our partners and we kind of close out our time for today i'm excited because i keep feeling like i gotta keep going and going but then in the back of my mind i'm like man we still have 12 more 15 more of these to go and we're just getting started man so i'm excited fran leave us with some final thoughts if you would okay yeah i i just want to echo what you said super excited about this i had so much anticipation all day long um Shanti's reel will be out at some point today she sent me a little clip of it and I literally was in tears at work so super excited um so what you'll see throughout the month of May again as a launch to mental health awareness month is podcast uh weekly podcast daily reels from our daughter Shante, who's going to share her experience with suicide and talk about how she's overcome that wasn't easy didn't happen overnight i mean that happened probably about three years ago and she's living a very healthy lifestyle now and really proud of her and um the suicide prevention summit Re really looking forward to that we're going to have a table out there you're going to see our our new um the table cover with all of our swag really excited uh to get some of materials out to individuals we're going to be serving breakfast and lunch really excited about that and 150 attendees um we're already as rocky mentioned we're already almost to capacity will be uh taking place at the nmhu sub student building is that it is that right rocky sub student union building. Yep. student building in las vegas new mexico where uh it's my hometown too brie mentioned that's her hometown it's my hometown too so uh really excited to take resources back to our hometown so uh thank you dr romero for hosting this podcast i look forward to many more and brie i can't tell you enough i am so blessed to call you guys partners um you have you have done a great job. Um, we, we give you an idea and you're like, yes, and it's done like in an hour. So thank you so much. Uh, you guys have been great partners. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really can't, again, thank you guys enough for including uh, me and Julio on this project. Um, it means so much to me just to bring awareness to mental health. Um, and I'm excited to keep pushing content, creating videos, um, having resources on, resources on the website, even in the short amount of time that we've had of the project, we've already had a great, um, you know, um, approach and we've had a great engagement so far. So I'm excited to see, um, you know, the project continue and get more engagement. And like you said, if it's even just helping one person, that's what matters and just spreading, you know, the project. And I would highly encourage anyone that 
um, even if you don't, you know, experience mental health challenges, share this project with people because a lot of times people that do, you know, experience mental health challenges um, are embarrassed or, you know, ashamed or scared to ask for help or say that they are struggling. So I think even just a share or a mention or, you know, anything like that can help save a life really. Um, so I encourage anyone um, just to share the project and, um, you know, go to the summit if you can, um, you know, maybe encourage people to listen to the podcast, just different things like that. I think the more we can spread this message, the more we can help with mental health challenges. Um, and yeah, I just want people to know that, you know, if you do have mental, mental health challenges, you're not alone and don't be afraid to ask for help because the worst thing you can do is just, um, try and fight this on your own. So that's just my message. Excellent. Excellent message and tip, right? Is pay attention, right? Not only to yourself, but pay attention to the people around you. Pay attention to um, the folks that are, are your loved ones that maybe just be act, they may just be different in some way, might, right? They may not be um, in, in the conversation when you're talking with them. And it's okay to stop someone and say, you know, are you doing okay? Are you, are you feeling all right? Um, pay attention to that. And I, I let me just say this. I, I want to be as open and raw as, I, as we can with this, right? I'm not the best. You know, I'm, I've been a clinical therapist and done this work for many years, but I'm a human being, right? And I don't always do the right things, say the right things, respond the right way. But I can learn and I can still continue to pay attention and try to be open-minded in that way. Um, and, and sometimes it's about just learning, right? And like Bree said, we want to also provide on our website that to be a resource for you. If you're not feeling like you're dealing with any of this right now, maybe you come across someone who is and you say, oh, I remember reading this pamphlet or I remember this link that was shared. At each of our podcasts, I just want to give you an overview of what we're going to do or how I'm going to format things. Um, is we're going to kind of have just an overview testimony, maybe some interviews scheduled. We'll have some basic concepts in terms of the um, the key terms that we want to highlight for that podcast that day. I want to keep it as raw as possible, though, and, and as real as possible. Um, I definitely have some sketched out, you know, timelines and run of, runs of show for our podcast because it keeps us on track to a degree. But we have some 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 latitude with that, right? We want to be with our guests as flexible with their time as possible, and we want to give them as much time as possible. We're going to bring some some excellent co-hosts and people that we're going to interview on this podcast. Um, and I think this is going to not only be locally, but, but nationally as we get to this. I want to real quickly share with you, I put this in the chat as well, but we have our Suicide Prevention Summit uh, that we mentioned earlier and, and Fran mentioned, but here is that. You're more than welcome. Real quickly, if you if you have your cell phone on you, you can take a quick uh, shot of that QR code, and I think it might bring it up. We'll, we'll try it, and if not, we will go ahead and post this in chat. And Bria, she's cleaning this up. We'll make sure she gets you these links so that you're able to try and register for this. And uh, it's an event that we're trying to replicate. So our, we're really hoping. This is a plug for our funders. We're really hoping that we can get additional funding to replicate this down south. And in southern New Mexico. So folks don't have to travel all the way to, to Las Vegas. This year, we made a commitment because of the disasters that were experienced last year. We leveraged our partners at the National Hispanic and Latino Mental Health Technology Transfer Center, the American Indian and Alaskan Native 
Mental Health Technology Transfer Center. And again, folks, these are our national partners, right? These are the folks that can spread this message at a, at a national level for us as well. But I never want to lose sight and I want to commit. Our focus is in New Mexico right now. Our focus is lowering the numbers of mental health challenges, suicidality in this state, and that's our commitment. And you have our word, that's something we're gonna to try to do. Before I end, I wanna say thank you to, again, Clarity Multimedia, uh, J.R. Romero and Associates, our boss, Fran Martinez Romero. Uh, I just wanna also say, you know, Fran, again, I'm sorry for sometimes not doing the right thing and learning through this grief as well. And together we'll get through any situation. I know we can and we will. And you all have to understand those family members out there that are suffering. They need your help as well and support. Um, and sometimes it means swallowing the, 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 the forgiveness, right? And, and maybe forgiving and maybe reconnecting in some way. And uh, I, you know, I know I need to learn from that as well. So lastly, thank you to our main partners at this point and sponsor of these, of these this awesome opportunity. We can't thank the Office of Prevention, uh, Injury Prevention, uh, New Mexico Department of Health, Health enough. We're going to see you all at our summit. They're going to come talk about what's going on in the state. I want to just tell you to be safe out there, protect each other. Um, I can't stress enough of how honored we are to be a part of your story and your life, hopefully moving forward. And, you know, again, we're here for you. Don't hesitate. You're not on an island. We're, we're here with you. Um, and of course, we're in the desert, so we, we can't be on an island, right? Let's, let's connect. Uh, I just want to say thank you, Dr. Romero. You're doing a great job. You're a natural. Sorry about that. Sorry about the music. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I really do. Um, I hope that we, we connect with you all. And again, stay blessed out there. Take it easy. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.